1: All right. Uh, It is the headline story of the day. An historic ruling out of the United States Supreme Court this morning. They have overturned the landmark Roe v. Wade ruling that happened back in 1973, which made right to access an abortion a constitutional right in the United States. That is no longer the case. Um... And it's, uh, it, it's one of the most intensely debated topics. Um, we had some indication that this might be on the horizon back in May when a, a leaked document came out indicating that the votes were there to overturn this. And now, lo and behold, once it came to a vote, that's what happened. The decision happened today. They upheld a Mississippi law that would ban most abortions after the 15th week and it abolishes the legal precedent established in 1973 and reaffirmed by the Supreme Court in 1992, Um, but it is now being overturned. Basically, what the ruling says is um, the decision on whether or not um, abortions should be legal should fall to the states. Individual states will now be able to make their own rulings, and we already know there's about half the states are planning to put in, uh, restrictions, if not outright bans on abortion. So, uh, let's get some insight on where we are and where we might go from here. We're going to chat with Dr. Marinda Green-Bartid, who is an associate professor cross appointed in the gender sexuality and women's studies department and the English and writing studies department at Western university. Um, also originally from the United States. Um, Dr. Green-Bartid, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your time today. Thanks for having me. Let's just start, first of all, the overturning of Roe v. Wade, um, you know, handing the decision-making back to the states. Just what does this mean for abortion in the United States? It's historic. Why? What does this mean?
0: Uh, It means that, as you've just said, effectively probably 50%. I think the estimation is as many as 26 states are going to enact stronger restrictions, if not ban it outright.
1: And we know that a number of these states have trigger laws in place. I think it was the governor of Mississippi or somebody, uh, mm-hmm. one of those states, tweeting out this morning that those, no, it's Louisiana. That law is already in effect. Abortion no longer legal there. So, I mean... Um, I mean, in Texas as well. Texas as well. So, what is that going to mean for women in the United States? It's going to be a patchwork system, and, I mean, we're, it's a major step back, right? Back to where we were in the 1960s and 50s.
0: Well, yeah, it's a major step back. I think that some states are already in the process of enacting laws to uh, codify it within the states, uh, New York State, for example. But in many of the states that are already, that will move to outlaw like Louisiana, Texas, Mississippi, it's already virtually impossible to get an abortion. I believe in Mississippi there are a limited number, and this is just an example, a limited number of uh, abortion providers. Uh, so women who live in poverty, women who live in rural areas already have extremely limited access, and now they're going to have no access. And I would like to be really clear, this isn't going to prevent women from having abortions. Right. Women have had abortions, um, you know, forever. Uh, this is going to make it harder, and it means that women are going to die. And and not just women, but um, anyone... Who Like trans men also need access to uh, to abortion. It's health care. there are any number of reasons why someone might seek out an abortion,
1: Doctor. Where do we go from here? This has been a fight that's been going on for decades. It won't end with this decision, obviously. What comes next?
0: I think that what comes next is that it has to be grassroots. It has to be um, it, it has to come from the local communities. It has to come from organizations like Planned Parenthood. But I also think that larger um, changes need to be made to the way that laws are enacted at the federal level in the United States. Uh, I, I was reading this morning, 71% of Americans support access oh, yeah. in some way, shape, or form to to abortion. This is not the will of the people. Uh, this is the will of a minority. And there are individuals, particularly in the Senate, who are making this impossible to overturn?
1: Now here in Canada, very, last yeah. when, when when the leaked. Um uh, document came out a few months ago. A, a number of Canadian politicians uh, reaffirmed their commitment to being pro-choice. Uh, just going to read a tweet here from our Prime Minister this morning. Came out about an hour ago saying, the news coming out of the United States is horrific. My heart goes out to the millions of American women who are now set to lose their legal right to an abortion. I can't imagine the fear and anger you're feeling right now. No government, politician or man should tell a woman what she can and cannot do with her body. I want women in Canada to know that we will always stand up for your right to choose. Where are we in terms of um, Canada? I mean, this decision, we should point out, is, is an American decision, right? It is,
0: but often policy in the United States affects Canada, and uh, abortion is not protected at the federal level in Canada either.
1: Right, exactly. It's more of a an ongoing discussion. But do we... Uh, just the current state of where that movement is in this country, uh, I, I I can't think of any politicians who are in a position to actually affect this kind of change, standing up and saying they want to, right?
0: I don't know of any that would stand up and say that they want to, yeah. but I would be cautious to say that this couldn't happen in Canada. I think that... Um that that this kind of significant change in policy could embolden some people to start becoming more vocal.
1: Where do we go from here in terms of... Um, the fight, do you think? And, the, and the, I mean, obviously, as we said, it's not going to be settled. And, and and you know, we're seeing people in the streets already. And as you were saying, you think that's where it needs to happen. But in terms of politics overall, um, how does it change things in the United States? We've got midterms coming up. We've got another election a couple of years after that. I mean, this is really a seismic shock through the country. It's it's one of the issues that um, really defines uh, government and how people vote, right?
0: I think for a lot of people, it does. I think that we have to reframe the debate. It has to stop being, we have to stop referring to um, individuals who are anti-choice as pro-life because we need to look at their their other policies. And typically, um, politicians who define themselves as pro-choice are also um, anti-education and anti- uh, other supports for women and minorities, and um, they often don't support things like um, funding increases to, to daycare or to maternity leave. I mean, so we are going to, this. it's no longer federally protected to have an abortion in the United States, but it is also one of the only countries in which you don't get maternity or family leave, right? I um, gave birth to my first child in the United States, and I was entitled to six weeks of Mm -hmm. maternity leave. So it's a part of a larger issue in which, or a larger set of issues in which people are looking uh, to disenfranchise women, uh, minorities. This law in particular, or the lack of Roe v. Wade, is going to significantly impact black women it's going to result in more maternal deaths um which uh, black women in the united states already have the highest rate of maternal deaths. Uh, it, yeah it's it's a it's a it's a big deal yeah. and people need to think about how they're voting
1: Yeah, and Doctor, you make a great point. And and the U.S. President said this morning, this now makes us an outlier among developed nations for all of the reasons that you just cited. Yeah, Uh, thank you so much for your time, Doctor. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. That's Dr. Miranda Green-Bartit, who is an Associate Professor, cross-appointed in the Gender, Sexuality, and Women's Studies Department and the English and Writing Studies Department at Western University. I read you the statement from Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, uh, as I see U.S. President Joe Biden also speaking about the U.S. Supreme Court decision this morning.
2: State laws banning abortion are automatically taking effect today, jeopardizing the health of millions of women, some without exceptions. So extreme that women could be punished for protecting their health. So extreme that women and girls were forced to bear their rapist's child. with The child of consequence It just — it just stuns me. So extreme that doctors will be criminalized for fulfilling their duty to care. Imagine having a young women have to, ch- to carry a child of incest as a consequence of incest. No option. Too often the case, the poor women are going to be hit the hardest. It's cruel. In fact, the court laid out state laws criminalizing abortion that go back to the 1800s (laughs) as rationale. The court literally taking America back 150 years. This is a sad day for the country, in my view. But it doesn't mean the fight's over.
1: U.S. President Joe Biden reacting to the Supreme Court decision overturning Roe v. Wade. Uh, as he said, uh, they did cite things going back to the 1800s. It was a position of the country since 1973. That's when it first became constitutional right to access an abortion in the United States. It went to the Supreme Court in 1992, and it was upheld at that time. Uh, and the latest case came from Mississippi, um, a law that would ban most abortions after the 15th week. The court upheld that law and in doing so abolished the legal precedent of Roe v. Wade established in 1973.